the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons talking gardening with you right here at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevard Road. Uh, and uh, no? Okay, let's... All right. There you go, Calvin. Any better? Nothing? All right. <laughs> All right. Well, give us a call and be a part of the show at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll-free. It's 866-308-8867, the number to call. And uh, let's talk and find out what's going on in your gardening world, and uh, let's see if we can't help you. Uh, there's lots of uh, things happening here at Millburgers. We'll tell you more about those uh, that are coming up. Uh, there's lots of gardening activities happening in San Antonio uh, um, and uh, we'll tell you a little bit more about those as well. So uh, it's uh, since Calvin. tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. Exactly. We've got the Gardening Essentials class by the Gardening Volunteers of South Texas. Uh, two great speakers. Yeah, two great speakers, uh, some camaraderie, um, <laughs> food, food <laughs> and uh, the SAW's reward points. There you go. So, uh uh, for more information, and if you can't wait until we tell you, go to uh, gardeningvolunteers.org, gardeningvolunteers.org. Are you getting this? Uh, yeah, I am now. Oh, good. Okay. So 210-308-8867. The nursery is, uh, I don't know, It's it feels weird because it's gray and overcast, but it's not that cold. Uh, in fact, it's I think it's a little warmer than it was yesterday. But it's not sunny today. But <laughs> it makes uh, a difference. Yeah, it does make a difference. The but grackles like it. Yeah. Hey, I have a grackle question. Are you a grackle person? <laughs> All right. So Laura was noticing, and maybe our listeners can answer this question too. So where do grackles go at night? They have, uh, this time of the year, they have uh, wintering areas where they go collect. Yeah. Okay, so like trees and yeah, trees, bamboo. Okay, be, in our neighborhood, it used to be a bamboo thicket. At the medical center, it's a lot of those uh, uh, medium-sized oak trees. Yeah, that, that are planted in okay, so park-like settings. And so you always know when you've got a tree that's a grackle. Oh yeah, you could hear it from the noise. Yeah, or from the deposits under the oh, tree. Oh the. Uh, Okay, well that's that that's sort of where this comes this question comes from. <laughs> so if you're driving down any street, yeah, you're driving down Blanco Road, 
Yeah. And you come to a stop sign or stoplight, and it's 2 o'clock, and there's a wire that crosses it. There are no grackles on it. And then if you come back by the same wire at 5 o'clock, it is lined up with grackles, especially around the mall. Yeah, it they're is, coming. They're coming to their net. Uh, well, they have to They have to find someplace and something to eat during the day. But they're not there all day. They're just, it seems like it's 5 o'clock at, at sundown. Is when they go and they, uh, just before I guess they rest or yeah. they go to sleep, yeah. they, they all hang out on the wire. And they're all like the exact same distance apart. They're going to the roost. Well, I don't, why don't they just go straight to the roost? You know why they're exactly the same distance apart? No. That distance is the wing span. Oh. When they land on the wire next to their buddy. That makes sense. Uh, they, it's the... Length of the uh, wingspan. So we'll have to do a test. And if you if you notice, that space is the same between all birds. Yeah, I didn't think about the wingspan. That yeah. makes sense. They so, got a land. Milk. So we've got crackles, and they're eating things here. <laughs> but at five o'clock, they'll be over at North Star Mall, right. hanging out on a wire, <laughs> six getting inches ready, apart, getting ready to go into a tree. Why don't they just go straight to the tree? Well, yeah, I'll have to discuss warmer. that with him, Milton. <laughs> <laughs> I need a grackle expert to call us at 210-308-8867. Doves do the same thing. Do they really? Yeah. Purple martins? Yeah. They all do that wire thing where they hang no. out? <laughs> well, they do, well, they do it, but to differing, differing degrees. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, like martins, will, uh, they'll have temporary assemble points. And then they eventually end up in these huge right, assembly right. points. Um, grackles, had, <laughs> uh, grackles will sometimes go move a site too. They will be there one night and not be there another night. Um, a lot of times, it's efforts on behalf of the old la- landscape people and yeah. the building people trying to get them to move. Oh. Well, uh, Is it a community thing? Are they talking to each other on the wire? Are they just sitting there? They they're gonna, talking to you. Hey, Ralph, where'd you go today? Oh, hung out at Millburgers. <laughs> they got some great grub over there. I never thought about that. Thanks, if Ralph. You, if you listen real close, they're squawking to each other. Yeah, they do make a lot of noise. Yeah. And uh, there, there is no noise. Why, uh, what else would they be doing besides communicating? So there's o- only squawking thing that on the wire. gets them to move. So honking won't get them to move. No. But if you take a, if you clap outside your car, that sharp noise sometimes gets them to fly off. Or if you get a, uh, like a paper bag and you blow it up with air and you pop it, that gets them all gone. Sometimes. Oh, well, I've I've been lucky with it. I don't know why I do it. I'm probably really making mm-hmm. them mad. Well, you know, you don't want a mad grackle when they start uh, roosting in areas. Uh, a lot of times they used to put out cannon. Uh, yeah, that's, that's that's why I thought of the bag. Yeah, that's uh, fire shots. Yeah, and that seems and to scare them. And that works for a little while, and then they get used to the cannon, <laughs> and they're roosting on the cannon. Okay. <laughs> uh, I I saw them dispersed at uh, gyms on uh, 1604 and and. Uh, uh, Hello, uh, Hello, this world. Sixteen, I was sixteen. Yeah, uh, right there in that corner. They used to, they used to have a bad. Uh, yeah, they, get, they get thick. And uh, what they did that seems to work is uh, put a owl 
uh, uh, a. Uh, well, that that works for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So, or, or you, and it depends on. Do you have to move the owl? Yeah, it moved. They they left. Huh. They're not there anymore. I've heard uh, other places too. If you go to, uh, I think it's Rudy's on I thirty five. Um, you'll uh, all of a sudden you'll hear woo, 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 you know, yeah. I guess what are, which is a very poor impression of an owl yeah but it's like you know two in the afternoon or, or something like that and it's coming from then when you try to find where this owl is because it's kind of cool you sitting on the roof no you yeah you realize it's a speaker yeah and they uh, they use that I guess well, to keep go- uh, Gulf Coast uh, houses they put a to drive the oh, seagulls off. Oh, okay. Yeah, owls. Nobody likes owls? <laughs> no, Those poor owls. Well, they're predators. Nobody uh, likes the no. messy birds <laughs> that the owls chase yeah. off. All right. Well, if we have any grackle experts out there, 210-308-8867. Trace is shaking his head going. You've gotten well, all the information you need, man. What did I walk into? Well, I, I still want to know, like, what they're doing there at 5 o'clock in the afternoon. They're getting ready the, to go to the roost. But I still don't understand why they just don't go to the roost. Well, they're talking. They've been, they've been in Millburgers all day, kind of <laughs> hanging around and eating. You know, I see grackles out here. They're drinking the water, yeah. uh, having a nice time. Well, they, why don't you go directly home? Oh, so is it like going to the pub? Yeah. You, you, you bring that out. Okay, so it's a social thing. And yeah. yeah, they don't go straight to bed. They go. <laughs> they wait till dark. Oh, okay, okay. Well, anyway. <laughs> Hi, Trace. <laughs> Do y'all have grackles uh, that come out here at 5 o'clock on the, uh, like over there at Bulverde and 1604 in that wire? I don't think so. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, what's going on, Trace? That was another beautiful day. And, yeah. Uh, Trace is the guy on a short sleeve shirt. Bro. Yeah, he's not They're making me cold. Just I, I started out with a short sleeve shirt this yeah. morning. No. <laughs> no coat. No, no. Yeah, we're up here with our coats and. Uh, <laughs> and uh, sweatshirts, and we're layered, and you just got one layer. Yeah, one layer. But you're moving around, so. That's true. Yeah. Uh, as I was walking up, I, that uh, mixed lettuce that L- you looks have good, right? There. Yeah. I, I personally think that everybody should put some leaf lettuce in their uh, pansies and snapdragon beds yeah, to give yeah. it some it's color great. contrast. We, we've talked about uh, the Swiss chard yeah, before. It's great for a flower bed. And you got that, but uh, that lettuce is pretty attractive. And, uh, of course, you got the spinach. And I noticed you got some uh, some kale. small broccoli. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I would warn people, uh, this: uh, if you planted broccoli earlier, uh, you might want to get some of this smaller stuff and plant it later. Because that broccoli, uh, Green Magic, is a hybrid, and it uh, matures all the heads at once. A lot, a lot of people fuss about that, but uh, the way to avoid, uh, or the way to keep your supply constant, is to uh, make uh, succession planting. Yep, three, three, at least three, probably even more than that. Oh yeah, yeah, you can go right on through the winter with it. And so, uh, uh, but that it still produces side shoots. Yeah, but you have to wait for them. Yeah. But yeah. if you, if you you'll have big heads, uh, and the, the broccoli that you plant now, 
will produce larger heads, uh, flower, uh, larger seed heads, which we eat, uh, than the broccoli you planted earlier, even though it's the same variety, because the weather temp- the temperatures are cooler, and it's a cool season crop, and it won't freeze. Very good. So, uh, <laughs> and you can plant your spinach, of course, but I'm, I'm like you, that, uh, that uh, mixed lettuce you got out there, uh, got all different colored leaves in it and everything else, uh, and people... Uh, in their salads, they're going for that. Uh, sure, and all, and all green salads boring. Color. Yeah, that's why you, that's why you put tomatoes and other things yeah. in there for color. Oh, here, and I thought it was for taste. Uh. Nope, <laughs> tomatoes and things. But anyway, you guys are going off the you deep end. You put some delicious here. kale in there. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I, I didn't mention the kale. I know you didn't. That's why. Well, we that's why we did. We are traces. Of you can even put some broccoli in there. Yeah, good. People put the raw broccoli in salads. That's probably the, the best thing to do with those little side shoots. Oh, there we go. However, green green magic uh, broccoli uh, produces fairly large. Uh, well, a lot of a lot of folks, uh, cooks, including my wife, likes side shoots much better oh, than the big yeah. the big heads. Yeah, basically gives those away until we get to the the side shoots. I can't quite <laughs> quite figure it out. I guess they're. What does uh, she think? They're tender or yeah, tastier? Yeah, or they're uh, they're not massive in terms of the plate and. They're like Brussels those. sprouts of the cabbage world. I uh, yeah, tell you what, you can cut those large heads up, uh, Calvin. You can, but you also might like it a, a more natural look better. Oh, don't you? Aren't you watching the? <laughs> The, the no trends and and, and uh, recipes this year. No, no. My wife used to. This side note. My wife used to go buy this the huge things of cauliflower, and then she'd get red food coloring and put it on there for Halloween. No, and, no. And then let the kids eat it. Oh, like brains. Yep. That's funny. <laughs> um, okay, so what's happening? What's coming in? What's going on? You, Sundays you get us caught up. Under normal circumstances, that would be yes. Okay. But, uh, the availability didn't come across last night. Oh no. So okay. I'm, I won't know till tomorrow. Okay. We've what got, didn't come across? The avail- Peterson availability. We've got uh, we got two plants. You know, my, I mentioned yesterday that my favorite snapdragon is rockets. Uh, they're the big ones. Uh, how many years ago? T- 10, 12, 15 years. We were, that's what we. Mostly planted, but uh, Milberger's has them here too. If you very limited number, so yeah, they're nice. Uh, and then the stocks look really nice. They do. You know. The stocks were t- it was tough. The wholesale nursery had trouble producing stocks this year, so but they're finally available. Well, we yeah. got a, we got a hold of forty ten inch, and within a day they were all sold. Actually, oh, fifteen wow. they were all sold. So I bought everything they had left for next week. Uh-huh. And, uh And the fragrance. It's great. Uh-oh. Yeah. Wonderful plan. We were talking, uh, uh, Claudette was talking about uh, what kind of winter annuals to put in the certified butterfly garden. And stocks are, are favorite of butterflies. Uh, uh, alyssum and Shimich calendula, which is another good one that they like. They're all three good uh, nectar sources. So if you're looking... Uh, to to strengthen your your butterfly garden, those would be the ones to use. 
What do we got for a li- have we got a listen? Uh, we we do. It's uh, the the purpley pinks. I uh, haven't had much white. That purple is really attractive. Yeah, that, that's another. A listen is another one that has a nice fragrance. Too. No, right up there with the white cyclamen. Well, yeah. <laughs> I guess if you got a good imagination, <laughs> and they've got you got stock. We talked about yep. that yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Today, smaller too. stock. Yeah, we were just talking about. Yeah, that. yeah. And those are in the you call them the super six packs. Yeah, super super hicks. Yeah. Okay, cool. So you're getting, what's it? I think uh, Calvin said about four ninety nine, and you mm-hmm. get six of them, but they're a little bigger than the. They're they're about the size of six four inch pots together. Okay. But it's very very limited, so this was uh, this is probably the only week of that size. And oh, we'll okay. Go back to the normals. But okay. if you, another one, uh, we were talking about the medium. Uh, Trace calls them the medium sized snapdragons. Uh, they get to be about as uh, tall as uh, oh, 24 inches in some situations. Uh, what what are they? I can't remember their name now. Uh, Liberty was one of them. Sonnets. 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 Yeah, and they bloom fast. The the one the complaint about the rocket is that they don't bloom till they get three feet tall. Yeah, they're they're slow and they're top heavy, and uh, you know those big booms are beautiful, but they're they're a much harder plant to manage than the sonnets are. Sonnets, you're going to have a nice a plant that's got uh, flowers quickly, and they they're pretty usable as a cut flower too. Yeah. Uh, we got a question in that I need your your help with. Okay. Uh, to see if y'all have these in stock. Uh, we got the, the question is: We would like a tall shrub to screen an unsightly view behind our house. What would you suggest? Uh, with Neil uh, Sparrow suggests N- Nelly or Stevenson Holly. Do you have that? I've got some bald and burlap ones. Oh, how, how much sun? Because that's you know, it's hard to answer that unless we know how much sun the area gets. Yeah, uh, that's true. But uh, Nelly or Stevenson will take uh, sun or shade. Sure, but the, the things like Zylosma would be a great choice if it's in half day sun or more. Uh, Japanese U is becoming more commonly used. Uh, compact ha- cherry laurel, yeah, uh, wax myrtle, or or sandenko viburnum if it's in deer country. Okay. Do you have wa- willow leaf holly? Mm, no. And don't. I got, I got other hollies that would work though. Uh, Elliot Agnes. Did uh, you mention that? No, I did not, but I do have it. Yeah. And uh, eastern red cedar juniper. No. No. That's our hill country, Cedar. I believe so. Uh, okay. But on that note, I've got some beautiful Arizona cypress, like that blue color out mm-hmm. there. Uh, that would be a great, uh, a good screen for somebody out in the country, too. Yeah, okay. And this, this is a good time to plant them. Mm-hmm. And uh, y'all, y'all are, the, are those that you mentioned in large containers? Some. Uh, Zalosma's in like four or five sizes. Japanese U's in like okay. four sizes. Uh, Viburnum's in three sizes. Yeah, so if you want a big one. Uh, you, you can buy instant gratification Yeah. to some extent. But they, uh, they'll plant them. Y'all will plant them for them. We'll, we'll plant just about anything. There you go. 
we've got a couple items uh, on unadvertised sales, like the Cyclamen are still on sale. Yes, they are. 488 in a wide variety of colors and a lot, lots of Cyclamen, so great selection to choose from. And what else? Uh, Primrose. Okay, yeah, I saw some folks getting some just to yeah, 488. Uh, we left the citrus trees on sale. All right. And the fruit trees on sale. And the four inch pansies. Okay. If you buy 10, they're a little bit better price. All right. So lots of things on sale and uh, uh, lots of great Christmas ideas. The um, picture. Yeah, I was going to say the picture place is done. So if you want a cool place to come take your pictures uh, for uh, the holidays to send to your relatives or just a great family uh, keepsake, then come on out to Mill Burgers and you can take a a picture here with. uh, uh, their little uh, backdrop that's all set up. It's really pretty and very, very Christmassy. Stacy does that? Yes. She does a great job on that. She did a great job on the autumn one, too. Uh, I'm sure it, the autumn one, this one doesn't, you know, I'm sure it wasn't easy, but the autumn one was very, very detailed. It was intricate. Yeah, she uh, she did a great job on both of them, but that one was really tough. This one is, uh, is simple Christmas, I guess, kind of. Rustic. There you go. I like that better. All right. So 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free. It's 866-308-8867. What else is going on, Trace? Ah, well, great selection of live Christmas trees. That's one oh, of the yeah. I, the, the Arizona Cypress because it's uh, I sold a bunch of them yesterday that they're going to they're going to leave in pots and decorate them and then plant them in the ground after. No, that'll be cool. Uh, That's a good idea. Aleppo pines, stone pines, topiary junipers, uh, Leland cypress, uh, battalion cypress. There's there's a number of, of uh, items that we've got that are like that. Uh, there's some hollies done like that, uh, some uh-huh. waxleaf flagustrums trimmed into a pyramid. Is rosemary blooming now? I thought I saw yeah, the some little... places it, it could is. be. yeah. Uh, the little uh, I like the little blue flowers because when we have them out as the uh, topiary Christmas trees, it looks like they have ornaments on them. It would. Yeah, so I, I kind of like that. So, uh, I, but I saw that someplace else. I like pulled into. It makes a great apartment uh, Christmas tree. You know, if you're small, small, uh, small uh, residents and you want want the flavor and uh, and they're easy to take care of uh, and attractive. So rosemary. What do we got? We got several sizes of several rosemary. sizes of rosemary topiaries, uh, and there's some coming in, I believe, this week too, uh, from out of state. Hmm. They, North, North they, Carolina, I believe. They, of course, if you all, if you have a uh, any kind of landscape situation, they'll fit into the landscape too. It's uh, on a patio porch. Sure. Uh, great, great herb, attractive. Well, hang with us a sec. We've got Jerry on the line. He's got a question about satsumas and tangerines. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Hey there, Jerry. What's going on? Okay. i got this tree, tangerine tree bush, and um, it's not very big, but it, it was loaded. And I paid attention this year. I didn't last year. It's about, I've had it for three or four years now. Um only half the tree produces, so I need to cut out half the half that's probably the old wild stock where they grafted on. And when's a good time to do that? And am I going to hurt this plant since I'm cutting away half the tree? 
You say half the tree has gone back to, uh, to rootstock? How do you know? Which, uh, uh, yeah, that's what I assume. I mean, it produces absolutely nothing on one side of the tree and the other side is loaded. And that's in, they're both in full sun? Well, no, it's not in full sun. I've got it. I've, I planted these against the, the east side of a barn so I'd get some shelter during the winter from the north winds and stuff. Do you have do you have thorns on that side of the on a on that side of the tree that's not producing thorns on the I, stem? I haven't I haven't really noticed any, but I did I I did mark them when I started because I had to pick them off. I got a raccoon problem, so I picked them a little bit green, and um, but um, like I'm saying, I noticed the year before that only certain branches had it, but I wasn't smart enough to mark which ones were producing, which ones weren't. Yeah, the leaves uh, are the leaves the same. Uh, same on the tell. side of uh, the side that's not producing as the side is producing. Best I can tell, and actually thinking about side exposed to the sun is the side that doesn't produce. Say again. Uh, since I got it on the east side of this building, the east side does not produce it. The west side, the side against the building in the shade. Huh. Is actually producing. I would be surprised because a lot of times the uh, if a rootstock is coming up, it does produce. It just doesn't produce a high quality. Yeah, and and, and you would after three or four years that uh, rootstock would take over the whole plant. But well, we've had some some pretty cold winters too, so it could have yeah. gone into bloom early, and then that side that's more exposed, the blooms uh, froze off. Yeah. Okay. But that's not okay. that's not that's not unusual to have a, a citrus plant that is producing on one uh, one side and not on the yeah, other side. Yeah, mine mine uh, limb by limb. Yeah, even when we we use them as uh, <laughs> hedges, basically or uh, borders. Yeah. You quite often you get one pr- productive side and the other side. But that's that's caused by too much shade. Oh, mainly. Okay. I, I, I think I'd be real, yeah, be real hesitant, unless you find Jerry's thorns on there. Yeah. Don't, okay. So don't, if it's thorns, don't cut it in half. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. That, that's what I wanted to get an idea on because that's what I was thinking. I'm gonna hurt this plant because it's gonna lose all this these leaves on one side if I cut down half the bush. So anyway. No, it, you can you can cut the tree in half. Uh, <laughs> But uh, you do that in February. Okay. But uh, you won't lose the other half. But uh, I, I think that's unnecessary. Okay. Uh, if the leaves are the same on both both sides. Okay. Yeah, best I all can right. tell. I mean, it all looks the same, and that's when I was kind of mad at myself. And I thought, here I go again, second year in a row where I don't. But I hadn't paid any attention when it was blooming, if the whole plant was trying to bloom or just one part or whatever. So, anyway. Okay. Pay attention to it next year. Thanks, Jerry. All right. Thank you all. Bye. You take care. Right, you. We're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. we got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Milton Glick. Back after this on 930 AM, The Answer. 
Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Verde Road, reminding you December 7th and December 8th are Millburgers' annual Christmas open house. It's a whole lot of fun, and I'm going to tell you more right now. The traditional open house is Saturday, December 7th, with a little red choo-choo rides all around the fresh-cut Christmas trees. The sweet Adeline singing your favorite Christmas carols, face painting, roasted corn, hot chocolate wassail, and more, and pictures with Santa from 11 to 3. So come on out and take great family photos. Come on out on Sunday, December 7th for the Christmas Cowboy Christmas at Millburgers, including, again, Little Red Choo Choo, Roasted Corn Funnel Cakes, Hot Chili, Texas Weather Band Music, and much, much more, including a balloon artist. Plus, we invite you to come on by Millburgers right now and pick an angel off the Salvation Army Angel Tree and help support someone this year. All at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bull Road, on the web at millburgernursery.com. Back to Millburgers Garden in South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. What's our theme today? Well, you'll have to figure it out. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's see if you can guess it. So That's rock and roll. Well, yeah. And the song is, what? Uh, let's see, what was the song entitled? i got to find it. Uh, he sends it to me. Uh, hang on. Where was the first song? <laughs> Cranberries Forever. Oh. Is the name of the first song. Oh, Thanksgiving. Okay, but see if you want to get more specific in a minute. Oh, okay. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Give us a call. Tell us what's going on in your gardening world. What do you got questions about? If you have questions about termites, if you have questions about insects that are bothering you, if, unlike Jerry, you have roaches in the house and you don't want them there. <laughs> uh, I don't want to know why I haven't got any big roaches left. I don't know what happened to little Sam. And, All I got is little roaches. And Ted and Mary. They're just no longer there? No. All right. Well, that that could be a good thing for you out there. And Spider-Man, Termite, and Pest Control can make <laughs> it happen. Uh, maybe you've got ants that are really bothering you or... Uh, Whatever you got, Spider-Man, Termite, and Pest Control can help you out. Uh, these guys know what they're doing. Uh, there's a certified entomologist on staff, so they're making the proper identification. They're telling you they're, you know, treating the right insect uh, with the right chemical, and or even organically uh, they can treat the insect, too. So they're going to talk to you about that. They're going to say, okay, so let's say you've got a situation and you want it treated organically. They're going to tell you that works great. We'll do it. Or they're going to say, you know what, we don't find that works as well. Uh, or they're going to say, yeah, well, anyway, they're going to walk you through it. You're part of the decision uh, with them. And they're going to take a look at the house and see where things are coming in. So you've got a full holistic view and holistic treatment from Spider-Man, Termite, and Pest Control. Give them a call, 210-656-3721. 210-656-3721. Online at GoSpiderManPest.com. GoSpiderManPest.com. And they get rid of armaments, too. Yep. If you got some of those uh, yeah, squirrels and raccoons, yep. and <laughs> if, they, if they come up in your attic, or they got they, my ra- got rid of my raccoons. Oh, but they try. They uh, I, I was going to shoot them. 
Yeah, but I think you, you decided that was yeah, not a good idea. Yeah, I was worried about wounding them. Oh. And them dying in the attic. Oh. So, uh, besides, it's kind of... So hard to shoot through the ceiling, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of creepy to... <laughs> You shoot shoot raccoons in your attic when it's getting kind of dark. Not to mention it's against the law. If they're, what? If you could shoot it in your house? What if the raccoon has a gun? Uh, <laughs> I think Jerry saw a gun on that raccoon. You, th- <laughs> you think it's illegal to shoot in your own attic? Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, it depends on what kind of gun it is. A pellet gun you could, I guess. But no, you wouldn't kill a raccoon. I was using a twenty two rifle. Yeah. I'm, I'm think, pretty sure that it's uh, not... Within the house. For uh, pest control. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think uh, you you, you mean if, you, if you're shooting your neighbor in the house or <laughs> some, somebody that's irritating well, you in the house, it's okay. Well, actually, you've got... You got more flexibility on somebody invading invading the house. I was going to say, if it's self defense, that raccoon was coming after you. Yeah, and that raccoon is invading the house. Well, you can tell it to the judge. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) the the jury, I'm sure they'll be sympathetic. And the neighbors don't even hear the shot when it's in the attic. Yeah, Uh, the 22s don't make a loud noise anyway. I I don't think Spider Man uh, uh, uses that, does he? Uh, no, I'm pretty sure he does not use that method. <laughs> he doesn't shoot them, he traps them. Yeah. So anyway, give him a call and you can learn more. Is there anybody waiting? No, no. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. Uh, yeah, uh, Calvin's going to tell you about an event that's happening tomorrow. Tomorrow's yeah. the big day. Tomorrow at uh, noon to 3 p.m., there's two speakers that uh, are excellent uh, in their various topics and... Uh, I think it'd be worth your time to to check them out. The first speaker is, is uh, uh, going to be a uh, well-known arborist, David Vaughn. He has worked in this community for a lot of years and in, been involved in uh, treatment, and also he's been involved in some research. And so he's going to talk to you about um, the the issues that. Um, uh, help make your trees grow successfully and how they deal with diseases and drought it should be uh, pretty interesting plus it'll be wor- it'll be worthwhile it'll enable you to take better care of your landscape and make decisions about yeah. treatment and uh, uh, what you're going to do in the future the second speaker uh, one thirty to two thirty is Karen Guz and Karen's going to talk about uh, she calls it a, a base it's a basic botany but uh, it's uh, uh, she's uh, well practiced uh, for years. She uh, was the gave the initial class for the Bear County Master Gardeners to get them uh, learn about the basic science of plant growth. And she's very excellent, a very good speaker, entertaining speaker, but also knowledgeable. So if you sometimes if you you know you thinking about plant growth and you think well i don't quite understand photosynthesis i don't quite understand why some plants survive drought and some don't no uh, those are the kind of topics that karen's going to cover uh, and uh, who did she replace a calvin finch uh, yeah. <laughs> you know he's forgotten some things many things in his life he has not forgotten uh, that. <laughs> uh, they're, what they're what they're making uh, making fun is that i was i, I initially started as the the speaker that did that basic botany the first time. <laughs> and uh of course we would rate every every class you know which were the best 
presenters and everything. Uh, my basic botany <laughs> class did not rate very high, so Aww. so we uh, t- tested Karen in there, and uh, <laughs> of course she she took over from then on yeah. and did a great job. I beat the system, Milton. What I would do is uh, make them fill out the uh, evaluations after my talk. Help them fill out the evaluation oh. form. They had lab before he would let them go. With right, right. Out. So I, uh, <laughs> or give them any gifts that I made it brought. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And you're gonna, you can also, if you're uh, participating in the San Antonio Water System, uh, Water Saver re- Rewards points. Uh, th- th- this this class will count. You get two points for that too. So. Uh, I, th- I guess the benefits of that are, are that you get access to some rebates and yeah. uh, it's a, th- a great program. Check it check it out. I think you get two 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 points. Yeah, for this you do. For uh, check out the Centurion Water S- System website for the reward points to see what it, if you have to sign up before you go there. I'm I'm sure they'll give you an opportunity to sign up there too. Yeah, but uh, that's uh, tomorrow from noon to three p.m. Uh, they have a kind of a potluck lunch too, so um, you can you can count on having some snacks. And they encourage you to bring bring anything you might want to offer. Right, right. And that's at the garden center. That's always a safe thing to do to go to a potluck lunch and bring your bring something that you like to eat. And and hold on to it till you make sure there's plenty of stuff. <laughs> yeah, in. yeah, yeah. And uh, go, uh, Milton. You mentioned the. Uh, the website, website garden, gardeningvolunteers.org is uh, where you can get more information. This will be a great, this will be an unusual program, but it'll be, I think it'll be well worth your time, man. It'll be entertaining. You'll like it. Yeah, it, uh, it's a good organization and they're good, good people. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, is that, is that Arborist still uh, consulting? Is he still working? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's got to. He used to work for Edder. Yeah, he did. At our tree service. Yeah, and he has uh, um, got he his reti- own company He retired, now. I think. Arbor Vaughn Consult. Oh, get out of here. Oh. <laughs> and if you if you think you've got oak wilt on your tree. Okay, because bring, bring any colored leaves that have fall. I know, and Dave, David is cringing every time he uh. says that. <laughs> And he will tell you whether it's oak wilt or whether it's dry weather or whatever it is. And he probably have to say, tell you that it's it's winter time in the in the uh, San Antonio. No. Although, of course, live oaks we wouldn't expect to react to the winter. I think that I think David uh, took care of the trees on the Alamo. Oh wow! Alamo ground. Well, I know. I know he did some on some city. Properties. Yeah, he's been he's been in the middle of a lot of the uh, the effort, and that that's uh, uh, important issues on trees in in our area. And oh, that's yeah. what he'll talk about uh, tomorrow too. All right. So for more information, go to gardeningvolunteers.org. Otherwise, just go tomorrow. And it starts at noon. Yep. Noon. Noon to three. High noon. Okay. So be there. Bring something to eat. David's the sure. first speaker, I think. That's right. And then uh, the Karen will follow him. Ben is on the line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Ben, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Good afternoon. Doing fine. 
Good. Well, how can we help you? We have a bougainvillea plant. I forget how to pronounce it. Bougainvillea. You did yeah. Boogie, yeah. boogie, boogie. You did fine. <laughs> Bought a couple of them there at Millburgers and transferred okay. them to a pot. And now yeah. they're all wilting and not doing well. Well, it's cold weather. Yeah. Any, it, that, that, it, that was my question. It was kind of the, right at the time where I wasn't sure if it was the transplant or the cold weather. Yeah. No, it's cold weather. Just even 40 okay. degrees uh, is a tendency to, to have them drop their blooms and the leaves to quit being produced. Okay. With that said, we've got a beautiful one at the entrance to uh, well, and members. They, they got some on sale too for <laughs> that are still yeah. in full bloom. We, but what, we yeah, this, this time of the year, you there. move them inside. What's we that? Had bought them both. We had bought them both from there during Halloween, I think it was. Oh my goodness! Okay. Yeah, uh, doing, uh, but uh, we put them in a. We put them in a pot with a small. It didn't have a whole lot of soil. Do those plants need more soil? Not really. In fact, one of the things they're kind of an unusual plant because they do better blooming if they're root bound. So we you were real hesitant to talk about potting them up. Right. You get them. You get them where they're the container is full of roots. That's when they do best. Right now, all you okay. need to do is move them into the a place where they will won't be subjected to freezing temperatures. You don't need it doesn't even need to have light. You could do it, you know, in the garage because they get through the winter without. It's not like hibiscus or something where, right. you know, where they need light. So cut oh, okay. cut them kind of cut cut them back and stack them in a warm uh, sheltered location and then pull them back out in the spring. And oh, okay. and, cool. and try to try to do that without letting them scratch you. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're pretty small right now, so they're pretty yeah. easy to work with. Yeah, my my uh, son when he was smaller, I was getting him to help me move our large bougainvillea uh, closer to the house, or I think we were loading it to take to the greenhouse, and uh, he swears to this day. That I made him pick up the thorny side. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. That's that's sad. And <laughs> that is sad. I, I, I did make him pick up the thorny side. Kills me every time. Yeah. Well, we used to accuse Phil Hovey was our master bougainvillea uh, grower in the San Antonio area, and Phil said, "Don't don't ever cut don't cut them back uh, before." The spring, just put them in your greenhouse and leave them out. <laughs> and and we, he, he would get this smirk on his face, and we think it, think it was uh, because he knew that we'd all get cut up from those. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, what did he say? Tie the tie the branches up upright, and yeah. and that that way they won't stick you. Well, you've got to tie them upright. You've got to get them upright to. So we tie. We've given up. We say. Uh, Cut them back. That's the, the easiest thing to do, with, yeah. and then they'll they'll perk up in the spring. Uh, along that along that effort, thanks, sir. Along that effort, we got a question. It says my mom was wondering if the thorns of the bougainvillea plant have some some type of poison on them. Oh. The thorn. 
So she was pruning hers, and everywhere she got stuck by the thorn, she broke out in bumps. Okay. And so, so forest answers are, uh, you can tell your mother that bougainvillea thorns are coated with a substance that can cause a dermatitis, dermatitis, derm, dermatitis? Dermatitis, dermatitis reaction such as she experienced in some people. So you got to okay. be careful. Almost every Thanks thorn is yeah. affects some people. Thank yeah. you, Ben. You take care. Good luck. Thank Bye-bye. you. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. All right, we're going to take a break. While we do, give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Milton Glick. This is 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road, reminding you December 7th and December 8th are Millburgers' annual Christmas open house. It's a whole lot of fun, and I'm going to tell you more right now. The traditional open house is Saturday, December 7th, with a little red choo-choo rides all around the fresh-cut Christmas trees. The sweet Adeline singing your favorite Christmas carols, face painting, roasted corn, hot chocolate, wassail, and more, and pictures with Santa from 11 to 3. So come on out and take Great family photos. Come on out on Sunday, December 7th, for the Christmas Cowboy Christmas at Millburgers, including again little red choo choo, roasted corn, funnel cakes, hot chili. Texas weather band, music, and much, much more, including a balloon artist. Plus, we invite you to come on by Millburgers right now and pick an angel off the Salvation Army angel tree and help support someone this year. All at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bull Road, on the web at millburgernursery.com. There's something about pumpkin pie, something about pumpkin pie, something about pumpkin pie. If you don't know what I mean, give it a try. A little whipped cream, it does the trick. A little whipped cream, it does the trick. A little whipped cream, it does the trick. But more than a little, and you might get sick. You can eat it warm, you can eat it cold. You can eat it warm, you can eat it cold. You can eat it warm, you can eat it cold. Just don't eat it if it's really old. There's something about pumpkin pie. Something about pumpkin pie. And welcome back to No Burgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9:30 a.m. The answer. So you're seeing the theme there, pumpkin pie, cranberries. There you go. Thanksgiving. Uh, okay. But Thanksgiving what? Meal. There you go. What to eat. Yeah, there you go. All right, 210-308-8867. Take a second to talk to you about Deck and Patio Care by Barry Hagendorf. Again, it's going to be a pretty week out there. You're going to want to spend time on that deck, and I want you to know uh, if that deck is not looking the way you want it to, or you just want to make sure that you maintain that deck and make sure it stays nice all year round, uh, call Barry Hagendorf at 210-822-9147. Since 1985, Barry has been studying this. Barry used to do a whole radio show on nothing but deck care. This guy is a deck and patio sealant and care nerd. He loves the stuff. <laughs> did so, you do the radio program with him? Yeah, I did. Okay. It was fun. On K-Loop. Yeah, Barry knows his stuff. It was amazing. 
Uh, people would call in with questions, and, and, yeah. <laughs> and Barry would help them out. So uh, he can help you out, too. Deck and Patio Care, 210-822-9147, 210-822-9147. Or go online, deckandpatiocare.com. Take a look at the testimonials, the tips and advice. Take a look at the before and after pictures if you're not happy with how your deck looks. And you'll see that there is hope, and Barry can help bring it back to life. Then just keep it that way with regular maintenance. 210-822-9147 or deckandpatiocare.com. Deckandpatiocare.com. Since you did the program with me. Yeah. I know you learned a lot, Melvin. I did, but it's been a while. (laughs) So you forgot it, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Does he... How does he refurbish uh, old deck? And I mean, you know, it's got the, uh, it's blackened or yeah, brown. Yeah, or it whatever. gets blackened brown. Did he sand it? I don't know. Water for water for. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Bla- uh, blast us the dino. I will call and find out or see if he wants to come on the show because I don't remember us talking about it, but I know he does. And surely he does. Yeah, I don't know which which method he uses though. No, that's what he does. Is he helps. He may okay. use bring it back to life. He water or sanding. I don't know what he may does. May use all. Yeah, it may, it may depend what? on the deck and your needs too. So yeah, give him a call. DeckerPatioCare.com. Okay. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, talking about that weather. Uh, today, high near 70 degrees, mostly sunny, it says. Yeah, it's coming. Okay. <laughs> it is? Not Cur- now. Uh, let's see what the current temperature is. This is old. I brought this up at the beginning of the show. It was 62 degrees, and now it is still 62 degrees. Okay. <laughs> So clear this evening, low around 47. High tomorrow, sunny, high near 71 degrees. Wow. That'll be nice. Uh, clear with a low around 50. And tomorrow, so then Tuesday, sunny, high near 75, low around 59. So actually, Tuesday night will feel a little colder than it does right now. Okay. Uh, Wednesday, mostly cloudy, low around 63. Wednesday night, that's when a 20% chance of showers on Thursday. High 20%? Near, yeah, said? high near 70. Wait, though. Wait for it. Yesterday, it was 40%. No, no, no. That was Thursday night. Oh, okay. It's high near 76. And Thursday night, according to weather.gov, 50% chance of showers wow. and thunderstorms. Low around 60. Friday. 50% chance of showers uh, oh. or thunderstorms. Two, two. Saturday night, 50% no. chance of showers or thunderstorms. Tell me no. I can't do it. It says right here. Whether That's you... great for my blue bonnets. Good. Seated. All right. And they're up. So All the colors. Yeah, so it's going to be a, an interesting week. Lots of good temperatures, maybe some rain. This is going to be good. Yeah. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll free. It's 866-308-8867. We mentioned Thanksgiving eating a while ago. Yes, we did. Which seems to be our theme song. And, of course, uh, next weekend is the last weekend before Thanksgiving, right? Right. Yeah. And uh, so we've got uh, an, in our com. we've got uh, Thanksgiving eating. Ooh. That's the first uh, topic. And that's got... Uh, Under the topics of the month. Yeah, topics of the month. We'll talk more about it uh, next weekend. But uh, these are going to be on there all week. And I th- I've got uh, the, the famous pecan pie recipe on there. 
with Milton and my daughter's uh, fuss, uh, complaints about yeah. pie pan size. And uh, so that's, that's, that's on there. I, I tell them on there, Milton, that if you use a smaller pie pan yeah. and you've got some ingredient left over, you just put it in a glass and drink it. Because it's a buttermilk pecan pie. Oh, okay. It's good. And then I talk about I got an article on sweet potatoes and recipes. And then we've got some pecan history and strange pecan questions plus recipes and storage of pecans. Yeah, that's good. And then I left my uh recipes for eating acorns and acorn eaters squirrels. Did you just for the holidays? On, on there for Thanksgiving. Since I know we want to go back to the Woo. the old days. This sounds good. Squirrels for Thanksgiving? <laughs> no, that, no, I'm looking at the, uh, the the Thanksgiving eats. Did you see where the... Honey pumpkin custard. Do you have a recipe for that? Yeah. You do have a recipe for honey pumpkin custard? Maybe. <laughs> okay, I'll look and see. Uh, there, of course, an abundance of pumpkin beer. Yuck. Yuck. I don't have many pumpkins on there. Well, okay. Pumpkin recipes on there. And that. fresh grape wine. <laughs> but did you hear the... Uh, those wacko environmentalists are saying to to uh, prevent global warming, eat less for Thanksgiving. No. Cut back on your eating for Thanksgiving. Mm. What a bunch of nutcases. Well, I'm not cutting back on that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you don't so think those, work? those are all on plantanswers.com uh, in red on the right-hand side of the page. Ooh, I found maple pumpkin custard. Will you quit it? Tupelo honey pumpkin custard. Hey, so we got it from the Savannah Bee Company. Here's a recipe. <laughs> all right, maybe we'll try to make this. Uh, yeah, there you go. Okay. Does it does it tell what size pan to put it in? I, I bet it does. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. If it doesn't melt, then just watch it when it's cooking. Three eggs, coconut milk, pumpkin puree. Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah, Tupelo uh, sweet bee, Tupelo honey, cinnamon, nutmeg, salt. Yeah. All right, we'll have to try it. Just leave the pumpkin out of there and you'll have, a, <laughs> you have, you have something good to eat. You don't like pumpkin? <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas is coming up right after this with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. I'm Milton Glick. Join you in a moment right after the news on 930 AM, The Answer. With Milberger's Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Our phone number 210-308-8867. 210 210- 308-8867, toll free. It's 866-308-8867, the number to call. Did you have a question? Or did you... Oh, okay. okay. No, no, that's uh, cool. All right. 
210-308-8867, the number to call. Uh, we're talking about moving plants uh, closer to the house or in the house. We've got a question that uh, brings up uh, something about water softeners. If you have water softeners in, in your house. Uh, the question was, we have a home water softener which uses salt pellets. Uses salt. I know that the water contains some salt. Well, it contains a lot of salt. But is it enough to be harmful to plants? Some plants. Yeah. Either indoor or outside. We can draw water from outside faucets, which has not been run through the softener. We're currently using only outside water, but this means carrying containers, empty gallon milk jugs through the house to water the inside plants. Is this really necessary? And Forrest answers it. Forrest Apple. Uh, it is not. It is not. It, it is not good for the house plants in the long run. Yeah, we're kind of getting an echo here, Al. If you can help us out. <laughs> what makes you say that, Milton? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it makes it imperative that you water them significantly uh, each time you water to have the water drain out the drain holes. In other words, you're watering the, or you're carrying the salt out. This will help prevent the salt from the sodium from building up in the soil. I recommend that you continue to use the bypass water from the outside. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we want to keep that in mind uh, when we take our take our plants inside. Uh, that not not to have a Water, uh, salt accumulation in the, in the plant. Plus, it's wasteful. You you don't need to soften that water, and you're using it for yeah, right. Plants. It's not. It's a, a, a unnecessary use of resources. Got right. a question from the crowd? Can we ask it on the air? Okay, cool. Well, here I'm going to give you the mic. You'll be on the air. These guys will be able to help you. What's going on? Yeah, I'd like to know when you think. My Mexican sugar maple will turn, the leaves will turn color. Mexican sugar maple? We just planted it about a month ago. So. Oh, planted it about a month ago. Where did you get it, here? Yes. Mexican sugar maple. All right, we have Trace wandering up. <laughs> uh, when, when the leaves are going to turn? Well, well might not, they might not turn color <laughs> at all this year. No, t- since it's new, yeah. since it's just been planted. And, well, and the, even our, uh, it's kind of unpredictable with our Texas red oaks and uh, yeah. other trees, which when they're going to have a good color. And some years, of course, it depends on the kind of, it's real dependent on the weather. Is it dropping leaves? Has it started dropping no. leaves? No. No. In fact, the, the ones y'all still have here are, they they haven't changed color either. No. Okay. And so. they will. They have. If they're straight out of the nursery, you might have uh, an issue with them continuing to to grow into the uh, into the winter this year, this first year especially, because we always you know when you put in new transplants, it's uh, 
they're uh, they're in a growth mode. They've been fertilized, and so, but not not an issue. I mean, other than you don't get your. Well, will they eventually <laughs> turn color? I think so. Someday, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Someday. Yeah. But I mean, are you counting on them this year? Yeah. No, I like this. Yeah, we we're stretching at the plant maples here. I mean, they, we keep trying to find maples that are that do well. Yeah. What what if that's a Sabinal maple? Is that the hill country? My maple? I'm not sure. They call it Mexican yeah. sugar maple? I don't know. We we talk, I think we talked about it about a couple of months ago, but I don't remember the particulars okay. of it. How big was it? It's pretty big. And I, uh, oh, it's it's eight or nine feet tall. We bought the biggest one y'all had. Oh, we bought the biggest <laughs> one that y'all had. Uh-huh. Okay. And the leaves have the regular... Maple has a big leaves are big as a hand, or are they littler? They're smaller. Yeah, that's probably the seven yeah. Okay, you got a good tree there. Yeah. It, it, it'll do well. Did you did you dig the hole for it? Oh yeah. Get out of here. What was it? A five gallon or no, ten gallon? Fifteen. Uh, <laughs> wow. No, it was forty. Really? It was it was a big one. It came in a And you dug the box. you dug the hole for it. Well, me and my mini uh, <laughs> ramp. Yeah, I picked a good spot. Did it you it's a big hole. Did you haul it uh, haul it yourself and yeah. everything? Oh yeah. You good man. Uh, you better have, hold on to this guy. He's he's tough. Especially, yeah. Well, she doesn't really have to now. The hole's all yeah. So, no, I think I think you'll have an unpredictable this this winter, and then it'll get into a particular uh, into a pattern in future years. Well, um, where I, do you live in town? Are you you not Hollywood a, Park? Okay, you still got rocks over there. Oh, we got plenty of rocks, <laughs> and uh, and they're going to be able to protect it from the deer. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They'll, they'll be rubbing on it. Yeah, I had a had a lady call me the other day that had just planted bought, planted a tree that she bought at Millburger, and uh, overnight she goes out. It was a pretty big tree, and overnight she goes out and it's laying down. The deer have come to rub the antlers on it and knocked it down. So now now she's it didn't hurt the tree bad bad very bad. But uh, she's going to have to build a structure around it to keep the deer from rubbing on it. And they've got, uh, for people in the audience, too, they, they, here at Milberger's, they've got a, some manufactured products for protection of the, the trunk. Because it's a pain in the behind to try to <laughs> build, build one of those fa- yeah. appropriate fence around there to keep them out of there. All right, good luck. Thanks. Keep yeah. us informed. Well, we lost a redbud tree this year to... Deer? Yeah, the deer rubbed it in two. I'll be darned. Yeah, they finally killed it. They what, what, rubbed it so thin. Was it killed the deer? What? Yeah. No, we can't do that. <laughs> was good it a new man. one? That's a good planted? answer. No. We've had it for about five years, yep. but they'd already started rubbing on the trunk uh, previous to yeah, this. Yeah. 
Oh, no, it wasn't a new tree. We've had it for about four to five years, but they'd already been rubbing on the trunk uh-huh. since we got it. And then finally it just killed. Uh-huh. So wow. It was really pretty, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Here's good luck. Well, thanks for coming up. Yeah, my son, my son-in-law uh, lives over in the... Uh, Lives over in a deer area, uh, Fair Oaks, and uh, he got a he got a deer lease this year. He's excited about getting a deer lease. I said, "You could get them in the backyard, <laughs> and they're they're all in the backyard. We see some big bucks back there." Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. They, fr- they, they frown upon that. The homeowners that. association apparently frowns on that. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. I bet that's why my neighbors put in bulletproof windows in there. In that their could be, there. between the raccoons and yeah. the, uh, the deer. <laughs> All right, what you got there? Okay, uh, let's see. Uh, you know, plants are now having, they're producing seed. Okay. And going out of bloom. So uh, we had a question in from somebody that uh, said in January, uh, I said, I had fun with a client harvesting the seeds from their female sago, sago palm. Seeds were planted and have started to sprout, explanation mark. All right. We are so thrilled with ourselves. (laughs) And new babies. Aww. They're, 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 they're going to raise these as babies. So will the seed produce female sagos? That's an interesting question. Okay. <laughs> the seedlings will, will be the luck of the draw. And unfortunately, you won't know for many years which they are. In other words, uh, 50-50, males or females. All right, and uh, and then they asked the question: Will the pups, the little side shoots that come up around the plant, uh, from the male, will the will the pups that I've transplanted from my male sago grow up to be my males? And Forrest answers: The pups from the male are clones and will be the male. Will be a male. So, uh, if you vegetatively propagate from the, from the with the pups, you'll get the same sex yeah. as from the plant you took them off of. But if you plant the seed, you you don't you get a fifty fifty chance of of what you get. Okay, that was interesting. Um, we got another question. It says, uh, I've read that the Texas lilac, the vitex needs to be cut to the ground every winter. Is this true? And, uh, uh, well, of course, when we, when we released, when we made uh, the Vitex a Texas superstar, the new improved Vitex uh, selection, uh, we mentioned that it would be good to cut those back to the ground every year or every other year. And they'll come back a small bush. Uh, but nobody does that. I have planted one up at John Thomas's uh, Wild Seed Farm. And uh, I said, now, John, <laughs> I'm going to come in here and cut that down to the ground every year. 
Mm-hmm. And he said, okay, whatever you need to do. <laughs> yeah. And then it's, when I went up there to cut it down, he said, over my dead body, you cut Because <laughs> it blooms so pretty in the spring. And now it's a huge tree. Oh. It's supposed to be a bush. Said uh, Forrest answered, this manner of growing the vitex is promoted so that those who desire repeat blooms can reach the old spent bloom and clip them off, stimulating more. In other words, keeping it uh, lower so you can get the blooms off or the seed pods off so it'll rebloom again. It is not necessary if you desire to grow the plant into a tree form rather than a multi-trunk shrub. So Forrest is being nice to him. Oh. Uh, a while ago we were talking about uh, screening plants. And uh, we mentioned uh, uh, Nellie, Nellie R. Stevens and Holly and Eli Agnes uh, as, as pretty good choices. And I don't think the deer eat those, will they? Um, I'm not sure about they that. They might rub they them. Burf- they'll eat the bo- uh, Burford Bur- Holly. Burford Holly. But I don't so think I would, eat- t- I would guess they might eat Nellie Stevens. Ely Agnes, I'm trying to remember. I had Ely Agnes at my house at Villages of West Creek. Uh, it was one of those situations where they built a house and planted yeah. shrubs in front of, you know, in front yeah. of this three-foot window and this... And the yeah. eight inches is eight, eight feet tall, you know. So Can't you, look out the window. So I ended up taking them out. Uh, we didn't have deer though, so I don't know. I don't know if they. I uh, I'm kind of thinking they might pass on those heliagnus. Yeah. I don't I think, think they, they will. Plants that you want to avoid using as a screen. Okay. Uh, Japanese ligustrum, or Japanese privet. Because of the seed that the birds Invasive, drop. real invasive. Yeah, real invasive. Milton, can you think of one that you wouldn't want to use as a screen? Bamboo. There you go. Hey, he's learning a lot from yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. By experience. <laughs> what, you, what you've... Uh, what you've de- dealt with bamboo, you understand. Yeah, you really do. <laughs> Uh, the it won't relent. It won't relent, and it must must mustn't be planted. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> now there is there is clumping bamboo. Yeah, and and Neil addresses that. He said, granted, there are types of clumping bamboo that aren't aggressive growers, but most of them are only winter hardy in South Texas. I didn't realize that. No, oh. the clumping bamboo was only winter hardy down here. Okay, but uh, uh, the clumping bamboo does stay clumped. Uh, it, yeah, the clump enlarges, but it's not like that uh, other bamboo that <laughs> sends out shoots takes uh, off sh- across country. Oh yeah, yeah. on the cold country. nights, that bamboo would knock on the door or want to come in. You can't let it in; you'll never get it out. Well, we t- that story we tell over and over again with the uh, uh, folks. They got, went over overseas on an assignment yeah. over the federal government, and they, they came back and, uh, <laughs> and the, uh, bam, the their garage looked funny. Yeah, 
and they opened the door and they the bamboo had come up inside the garage and moved it right off the foundation. There you go. Packed in there. It was just I've amazing. seen it growing in. Did it grow in your garage, Mitch, in that uh, where you live? No, we it it had. We tore down the garage. Oh, yeah. the garage was 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 kind of leaning, and it was an old old garage, yeah. old wooden garage, and so, so you gave up on getting rid of the bamboo. You just, just tore the, the garage, garage down. down. Yeah, That's exactly. Good, Thank it's, you. Yeah, it's no longer growing in our garage. <laughs> Another uh, plant that Neil, this is Neil Sperry recommends this, that you not use red tip fortinia. I'm with him, and. Uh, uh, because of the fungal leaf spots that it gets and eventually dies. And uh, now it's taken out entire city blocks behind alleys. Uh, I guess up in, up in Dallas. Uh, above, above all, uh, there are no preventive sprays, nor... Are there dependable cures? Above all, don't fill holes in your plantings with more red tips. They, too, will succumb. So the, the problem is in the air. Now, um, also... <laughs> well, let's take a quick break. Okay. 210-308-8867 is our number. Give us a call. Tell us what's going on in your gardening world at 210-308-8867. We've got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road on 930 AM. The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road, reminding you December 7th and December 8th are Millburgers' annual Christmas open house. It's a whole lot of fun, and I'm going to tell you more right now. The traditional open house is Saturday, December 7th, with a little red choo-choo rides all around the fresh-cut Christmas trees. The sweet Adeline singing your favorite Christmas carols, face painting, roasted corn, hot chocolate wassail, and more, and pictures with Santa from 11 to 3. So come on out and take great family photos. Come on out on Sunday, December 7th for the Christmas Cowboy Christmas at Millburgers, including again, Little Red Choo Choo, Roasted Corn Funnel Cakes, Hot Chili, Texas Weather Band Music, and much, much more, including a balloon artist. Plus, we invite you to come on by Millburgers right now and pick an angel off the Salvation Army Angel Tree and help support someone this year. All at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bull Road, on the web at millburgernursery.com. Thanksgiving table, all the families gathered round. A lovely cornucopia of food and drink abounds. But there's one special recipe that I'm extra thankful for. I've waited all year long to eat it, and I can't wait anymore. Give me that green bean casserole. Give me that green bean casserole. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, our phone number, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Give us a call. Tell us what's going on in your gardening world. Let's see if we can't help you out. The sun's broken here at Millburgers, and it's uh, it's uh, come 
uh, kind of popping out. And, uh, lots of folks doing some shopping here. Uh, yeah. Pretty cyclamen, and I'm trying to see what other folks are getting. It's always interesting to me. Pansies. And blue bonnet? Yeah, I saw the pansies and stuff. Yeah. Oh, the blue bonnets, we sure got those oh. over there. Yeah. I haven't seen anybody buy them yet. They're missing out. Uh, they they were buying them yesterday. Oh, good. Okay. Buying, buying them and yesterday. the spinach is still next to them. Yeah. Oh, good. You all were bragging on the spinach yesterday. That's that's good size spinach. Now, uh, I, when Greg Grant lived here, I used to get him some spinach transplants, and Greg wouldn't plant them. He just eat off of the uh, the flat. <laughs> they they come in flat, huh. so he let them grow back and. Eat off the flat, so they're they're very forgiving plant material, and uh, they grow they grow slow. So uh, you'll need a need a lot, or either mix some lettuce in there with them. Yeah, we try to make uh, a couple of articles. I think they're on PlantAnswers.com. We've tried to estimate how many plants you would need for a uh, <laughs> a, a family, and you know when you're you're talking about. Uh, you know, probably uh, three or four chard plants, but you're talking about 12 or 16 yeah. spinach plants. Easy. Uh, we plant them close together and, uh, and how, quite how, a few of them. Yeah, and do it like Greg did. You, you kind of harvest yeah, the, the leaves the, as the you leaves. go along so you don't ever take more than a third of the foliage off, and then you can be har- you'll be harvesting them. Yeah, one thing they do, they last long in the spring. Oh, yeah. And don't get uh, bitter like some of yeah. the others do. It's between uh, chard and spinach, those are the ones that yeah. stay the best in the spring. Yeah, spinach doesn't get uh, bitter. The leaves don't get bitter even when uh, it flowers. And it will bolt or flower in the, uh, in the spring. Spinach will. Uh, we have a lot of people. Uh, oh yeah, I, I thought about it. Uh, we've got celery too, Milton. Yeah, I was going to say, do we have celery? Have you gotten your celery? No, I should year? get my celery. <laughs> Is it too late? Do you had pretty good luck with that last? I did. Year. I didn't bring all any, but I'll, I'll... yeah. What did you? Y'all just break a break a branch off? And yeah, you needed it. Yeah, pretty much. It was cool. I liked it. I'll get some. I'll have to ask Trace if we have some. Oh, yeah, he got it. It's Nobody's good. buying it, but he got it's it. It's good snacking food. <laughs> it's a it's a very forgiving plant, at least in my experience. Because we grew it in containers, and it didn't always get water. And so it kind of uh, we begin to, I know. Don't say that. that so it kind of weep a little bit, and then you water it and perk right up and keep on growing. <laughs> don't the cooks... Uh, Use celery in uh, in the uh, dressing for yeah. Thanksgiving, but they may not have time to. Yeah, uh, I thought so. Yeah, there may not be. I, time I remember to. picking it out, you know, getting it out of there, <laughs> so I could enjoy the dressing. Uh, <laughs> how did you become the vegetable specialist? <laughs> I guess I celery. learned I learned what vegetables to eat. Okay, that are good. Is celery a vegetable? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. big time. Well, it's are herbs vegetables. Oh some, yeah, some of them. Yeah, okay. After, they're, they're they're vegetables that didn't make it. Oh, <laughs> so what, sad now. what the vegetables does Jerry eat? Tomatoes yeah. and uh, yeah. spinach. And there's questions spinach. about whether tomatoes broccoli. 
Did you broccoli. always eat broccoli, though? No. Or did no. you? Yeah, I didn't, wouldn't think so. My, uh, in Tennessee, you my, didn't grow. Uh, my mother never cooked it. Yeah. Uh, first, the first time I ate broccoli, uh, I was in the in the, uh, college, and the uh, we went north, went up north, uh, and we stopped by a. Uh, uh, fresh vegetable stand and they had broccoli there and they uh we we started eating it then and uh hmm. when uh, it, uh, it one of our favorites now yeah we didn't we didn't eat uh broccoli when i was young either because we ate all canned vegetable green beans spinach. yeah 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 uh so we, ate, we did eat a lot of celery come to think of it and rutabaga. Oh, some, uh, some never, uh, never a meal without a rutabaga. Beets, beets. We ate a lot of beets. Canned That's beets. why you're so healthy today. I guess. <laughs> uh, we got a question in. Uh, a lot, a lot of people uh, that come in here even uh, want to landscape using only native plants. What's the best ones for me to consider? One of Milton's favorite plants is a is a native plant to Texas. Oh, the Sinisa? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's a, probably the best one. One of the best ones. That and uh, I don't doubt it. Mountain laurels. I don't. Yeah, Sinisa though is unpredictable. I, yeah. You know, it's a it's a kind of a specimen plant it's kind of an interesting plant i always the, the, uh, those kind of questions are tough to answer though yeah but, uh, one of the best things is just to say you need to go to the design school uh and uh, get a get kind of a yeah. basic and then the public the publications they hand out at the design school too generally have a you know, native native plant uh Photo, photo, gra- photographs of native plants and that you can no. use in landscape. Speaking of that, as a sidebar, remember what I was talking about yesterday? Yeah. And the Sinisa in Las Vegas that I saw? Yeah. It was blooming. They haven't had rain in 182 days. <clears throat> it's predicted for Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. What are you looking at the? I'm looking at Las weather, Vegas weather. weather forecast for Las Vegas. Yeah, so Sinisa knows what it's talking there about, even in Las Vegas. Now you should have brought cuttings. Back. I should have. Uh, but uh, Neil does a good job in answering this. He said, uh, "Our state ranges from four or five inches of rain to sixty or seventy inches of rain a year." What's native on one side of Texas certainly isn't native to another. A plant is truly only native where you find it growing on its own in in its own nature. On its own nature. And he learned he learned that from his his dad, uh which is uh, had a Ph.D. in range ecology botanist. He was an ecology botanist. All of that is to say that it is far more important that a plant be adapted to your locale than native there. It's that's, always, what, that's what the 
Native people don't understand. Well, and it's always interesting uh, that they, they have, a, uh, have a little tendency to define things as Native that uh, they are well adapted and they, <laughs> yeah. and they like. Yeah. You know, all those uh, plants from uh, northern Mexico that... Oh, yeah. I mean, by what definition are they Native? Only if you include Texas and... Northern Mexico is in the same uh, right. category, so that's uh, yeah. You got the definition of what is native is is pretty important when you're limiting yourself to native yeah. plants. Uh, Neil said, "I'd rather have a plant that's willing to grow well for me than one that struggles in my garden, even though it's growing wild somewhere else in the state." That we call home, that I call home. So in other words, uh, and uh, we we have a few natives here at Millburgers, but more I would say 95% of all the plants we have here are are uh, adapted plants rather than native plants. So keep that in mind. Okay. Well, we, I, I tell people there used to be a landscape designer uh in the area which I won't call the name good and he used all natives and people uh people would uh, people like that and requested all natives in their backyard for about 2 months they sit there and looked at those natives and then the word ugly came to mind no oh. And so then there was a group of landscapers that would do nothing more or do nothing but replace those native landscapes with uh, attractive non-native landscapes. So it, it, it helped, the, helped the market quite a bit. 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Calvin, I noticed you were... Uh, looking at the GVST thing, you want to bring that up again? Maybe somebody didn't hear us talking about. All right. Yeah, what Milton is talking about is that there's a, a program like every month, uh, the third Monday, and it's tomorrow. Uh, this this one is kind of exceptional, and it's uh, a little different. Uh, got uh, two uh, general uh, speakers that are talking more on general topics than they are on uh, specific uh how to grow a particular plant, which are both both uh, ways of uh, covering a topic are uh, interesting and good. But this one, we're going to start out with uh, arborist uh, David Vaughn, and he's uh, uh, well known. He's involved been involved in research and and uh, practical ar- 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 an arborist. Uh, he also oak wilt and disease treatment, and he's going to talk about. Uh, the issues that are important in, in uh, uh, tree health and keeping the the value value of your your trees at their their peak, and then he, after he, after David, uh, Karen Guz will speak, and Karen is going to talk on a, a basic botany. Uh, she's an excellent speaker, and she makes it a real interesting uh, topic, and it'll it's a don't be afraid of it because it's an important uh, thing to make your enjoyment and your success at gardening much better 
you know, to, to understand uh, photosynthesis a little better, understand reaction of plants to drought and the difference uh, how plants uh, uh, deal with drought. Uh, so two topics, two bo- uh, interesting topics, two excellent speakers. And in between you'll get uh, a uh, luncheon is offered. It's a kind of a potluck lunch, and they encourage you to bring some more to contribute uh, to it. And also you can, it's uh, this event, of course, is sponsored by the Gardening Volunteers of South Texas, and you can get a, an idea of what kind of programming they're doing, all the projects that they're involved in, and they're encouraging you to participate with them in the Gardening Volunteers. And they, they're both, this Gardening Volunteers are really important to, to Jerry's program and to my program terms of jerry's research and yeah uh, and uh, to my my program uh too and in, in terms of uh, assisting uh, uh facilities have a, an appropriate landscape and nonprofits and to such but anyhow that's tomorrow from noon to 2 3 p.m uh, at the gardening uh, san antonio gardening center and uh david vaughn and karen guz are going to be the speakers two good Topics, two good speakers. It'll be well worth your time to attend. Did you mention the two two points? I didn't. Oh, yeah, go on that two theme. Oh, two man. speak, Two great speakers, two great topics, and two... Water saver reward points. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're participating in the San Antonio Water System uh, program where they uh, encourage you, identif- they identify... Uh, well, classes and, and places to get information that to make you a, a more uh, environmentally appropriate gardener. Uh, the, the, this is one of them. Uh, ch- check out, go to their website too if you want to get involved and check out what that program is about. I know a lot of the people and the gardening volunteers are already uh, participating, but uh, you know, there's more opportunity. I think you could get signed up even before the program. All right, and for more information, go to gardeningvolunteers.org, gardeningvolunteers.org. We're going to take a break and come back in just a moment. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas, broadcasting live from now the sunny Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. Come on out and visit with us, and uh, we can answer your gardening question in person. You can uh, do some shopping and enjoy uh, the beautiful plants here. Uh, you can take Christmas pictures, and now they've set up the uh, the photo area as well. So uh, it's 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Back in a moment, I'm Milton Glick with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. This is Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Where they said. It's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road, reminding you December 7th and December 8th are Millburgers' annual Christmas open house. It's a whole lot of fun, and I'm going to tell you more right now. The traditional open house is Saturday, December 7th, with a little red choo-choo rides all around the fresh-cut Christmas trees. The sweet Adeline singing your favorite Christmas carols, face painting, roasted corn, hot chocolate wassail, and more, and pictures with Santa from 11 to 3. So come on out and take great family photos. Come on out on Sunday, December 7th for the Christmas Cowboy Christmas at Millburgers, including again, little red choo-choo, roasted corn funnel cakes, hot chili, 
Texas weather band music, and much, much more, including a balloon artist. Plus, we invite you to come on by Millburgers right now and pick an angel off the Salvation Army angel tree and help support someone this year. All at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bull Road, on the web at millburgernursery.com. Ah, uh, sweet potato pie, the pie too sweet. Give me a piece of meat, the meat too tough. I want that funky stuff, funky stuff, funky stuff, funky stuff, funky stuff, funky stuff, funky stuff. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South uh, Texas, on 9:30 a.m. The answer. Hey, we were talking yesterday to Steve uh, Samaniego, who is the owner, and it's his business, the entrepreneur who has started Free HDTV Texas, and uh, what is Steve does is uh, it's right here in San Antonio, and he helps homeowners and uh, helps them to uh, basically cut the cord. And he likes to call it, uh, you can now get great television, uh, about 50 channels right here for just one monthly free. And that's his clever way of saying you don't have to pay for it. Now, there are 50 channels and so, and, and Steve can also tell you, too, if you're ready to go out and cut the cord about uh, different ways and different subscription services. But the first step is to give him a call and uh, go ahead and find out how you can get this. What he's done is he's developed a system uh, that allows you and that works well. Uh, he's had folks, uh, if you read the testimonials, that couldn't get it, before uh, couldn't get HDTV, so maybe they went out and they bought something. So he did the research. This guy's an engineer at heart. Uh, did the research, uh, found the right equipment, knows where to place it, knows all that stuff. Uh, and as he puts on his website, freehdtvtexas.com, you don't want to go out there, you know, and, and let him go up on the roof, let him put it in, let him put <laughs> it in right, and then you just enjoy it. Uh, and, again, if you go to freehdtv.com, you'll see all the uh, channels that you can get at absolutely no cost uh, right here in San Antonio. And uh, Steve's got great results. The people on the website brag about uh, how easy it was to work with them, what a great job he did. One person uses it for their Airbnb. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's a great service, and it's uh, really kind of the way people are going. Uh, it's free HDTV Texas, and also you. Uh, besides getting more channels for absolutely nothing, uh, you get more clarity. As he explained yesterday, because it's not processed, because it's not going through the cable, uh, you're getting a better picture, better quality sound, better quality picture, and again, you're paying absolutely nothing. So, and you get the local channel, right? Absolutely. You get the local channels. You get their lo- the sub-channels. Go to the site, too. Um, but, yes, all the local channels, ABC, NBC, RLR local affiliates, uh, PBS, uh, Telemundo. Right. Uh, and then all the channels uh, in between. Lots of great television. Uh, but the number to call, 210-660-HDTV. It's easy to remember, 210-660-HDTV. So, um Give Steve a call uh, and uh, just learn more about it because uh, next month's bill could be absolutely nothing. And you'd still be enjoying the great TV. FreeHDTVTexas.com. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll free. It's 866-308-8867. Well, we talk a lot about the pansies and uh, stocks. And- yeah. All that stuff, and uh, I, I I looked a while ago when I when I was walking in, 
And they've still got some lower bush petunias. I saw those too. They're right over there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so the four and a half inch. Yeah. I think. yeah. So if you want lower bush petunia, we've talked about it several several weekends. Uh, the plant the plants are slow to are very seldom available on the market. Uh, so knowing that you have you can plant these now. And uh, they'll uh, they'll go through the winter. They'll probably quit blooming. But then uh, next spring, they'll bloom profusely, and they will uh, reseed themselves. So, but if you do, if you if you don't like the color of Laura Bush, don't buy it because it's going to be in your yard till death do you part. No, oh. coming up from seedlings. Didn't you, didn't you have, so, have a bunch of seedlings come up in your yard? I, I liked it, one, because of the color, two, because of the toughness, and three, because <laughs> it came up. So we used to live in a pier and beam home. Yeah. And there was a gap between the cement uh, patio and the house. Yeah. And we were, we grew it in a container, and I, and I enjoyed it. And then all of a sudden, they come it back. came up between the gap. So it, I guess it got down in the... Uh, yeah. Underneath the house and came up. So and actually, it seems to do better when it comes up from seed. Is that why? We, oh, is that why you moved, Milton? No, no I, it, <laughs> couldn't it, get rid of the laurel. Yeah, bush. The, the laurel bush and the and the. Oh, wait, or was it the bamboo? It was the bamboo. <laughs> yes, I would have. I would have stayed there. I've seen people who do beds with a laurel bush, and when it's blooming, man, it's beautiful. It is just that. Yeah. It's a great color with a nice. It's the same. The, the green's a beautiful color. And then the bloom's a beautiful purple. Yeah. So, yeah, I like it a lot. Then they said, I asked, I asked them what they planted. What was that? And um, I, I pretty much knew. I don't know if it was Laura Bush or VIP, but they're very close, right? Yeah. And it's the only reseeding petunia that is available on the market yeah. from, from seed and sometimes from transplant. Well, my reseeding, they, I, get a, I get quite a color variation. Yeah, right. It does. Oh, yeah. really? Wow. Didn't yeah. I? Didn't I give you the? Yeah, I had the. I, I, of course, I started with the what, like four you colors start, or yeah, three yeah, colors. Yeah, right, so, right. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's dominated by the, by the pink. Yeah, uh, but uh, there's also some really pale colors and some, <laughs> uh, yeah, darker colors. But another testament to it was the people in the. Uh, it was over at Quality Organic uh, Products. They didn't know what it was. And they, what they told me was, now, if Todd had been there, he would have known. But they're like, I don't know. You know. We had somebody that came in and planted that like three years ago. <laughs> and every year it just comes back. Right. And it looked great. It just, I guess it's the reseeding. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you can buy seed of it from uh, Wild Seed Farms. Yeah. Uh, in Fredericksburg. I bet we have And you, you would sow it now. Oh, okay. That's good to know. Uh, just like we do with the poppies. And uh, you have we have poppies for sale here. I think yeah. two dollars and fifty cents a package for the maroon poppies. I think are they two eighty eight, two eighty eight. Oh, is it two eighty eight? Yeah. Okay. Or two ninety nine, I think. And uh, two ninety nine. But we can't sell them to those tea sippers. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> they they would probably uh, flush them. That's why. You'd probably flush them. So the one I bought well, last year, you, you changed out and gave me red rather than maroon, <laughs> huh? I see. But anyway, uh, also we've got uh, uh, the only nursery in town 
that has free Crawford lettuce. Yeah. Fresh, recent, fresh. Crawford. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's what brings this up is uh, we got a question that says, "I'm tired of having to plant annuals. I want to set out perennials to lighten my workload. Which are the best perennials?" Uh, and again, Neil covered this pretty good. Says almost all perennials bloom one time per year, and for two or three weeks or less. Uh, plus, uh, that all the work you have to do in an established perennial bed must be done by hand. So. Uh, you never get a second chance to rework the soil by means of a rototiller. This is not to discourage you from growing perennials, but merely to let you know what you're getting into. Annuals that are colorful for four or five months, which these uh, these pansies and, uh, I don't know, stock lasts that long, I guess, too. They don't last as long as the pansies. And dianthus? Yeah, if the weather weather is perfect. Dianthus might, yeah. Yeah. Annuals that are colorful for four to five or five months between planting may suddenly seem like a better idea than before. Well, but you you think about it. There's some perennials. uh, uh, Tropical milkweed. uh, I think there's a whole list of them. Four o'clocks. Yeah, a whole list of them that uh, bloom over a long period. Yeah, uh, but uh, and the receding one, I like the Laura Bush petunia, larks, yeah. and uh, larkspur, larkspur, larkspur. That's what I was trying to think. And of. your poppies. So, uh, the, I I think the best deal is to plant them among, uh, together. Yeah, that's what I do too. And then you can, each year can be a little different. You know, you can you can. Uh, concentrate on perennials for a while and then when you get uh, you kind of get in most gardeners kind of get a a positive feel out of planting seeds and plants and the the great transplants that we have here Melbourne I want to mention not to if uh, those of you take the paper newspaper uh, be sure to read uh, Calvin's column yesterday in the uh, in the express and my my essay section B, and you can't miss it because it's got a beautiful picture of uh, of monarch a monarch butterfly on Duranta, and uh, Calvin goes into quite a bit of detail on Duranta describing it. He also mentions that uh, he said uh, that fall aster. Uh, which is uh, blooming now, beginning to bloom. We got some in gallons that are that are blooming r- right now that can be put out. But the ones that have been out for a year or so are really putting on a show. Yeah, they can be. Uh, they can be one of the, the most spectacular plants in the fall. But the downside on that is deer will eat aster. So Calvin gives a. Gives a remedy to that, and he talks about mint marigold. Now, I had another gardener, though, call, say that uh, 
the deer in her neighborhood. Will eat men marigold? She didn't go so far as to say eat. She says nibble at it. Nibble at it. I've I've never had them nibble at it. But uh, the plants form mounds of uh, uh, covered in yellow flowers. And it tastes like, let's see. Tarragon or yeah, tarragon and, and, uh, smell, and anise or licorice of anise. And most most things uh, that have a odor about them, uh, well, a fragrance about them. Thank you, thank you. Uh, deer won't eat. Yeah, and that, that that's a real pleasant plant, mint marigold too. Is. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's another pollinators love it. The butterflies and. Uh, bees and hummingbirds. And one thing about it, it uh, the problem with our asters, if you don't handle them like a chrysanthemum, and that is pinch them back or cut yeah. them back. Once uh, a month you, through your pruning you, up yeah, until September you're, 1st. You're right. Uh, they'll get to be a big bush and break open when they bloom. The yeah. blooms are so heavy, it breaks the plant open. But uh, they're 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 a tough plant as far as growing. But uh, this deer, this uh, uh, mint marigold won't break open. Yeah. When it blooms. They're both they're both great fall plants. Yeah. And then uh, he goes into talking about coral plant. Coral vine. Then. <laughs> that's probably that's always been one of my favorite plants. Yeah. Well, it it it. Uh, it's one of the few plants too that got uh, affected by the that 32 degrees that yeah. we had. At least in my neighborhood, I don't know if it was. It's very cold, tender. Yeah, thank, but it, uh, it thank goodness it doesn't kill it. It just takes the top off. That's right. Which means that uh, it shows your fence again. And well, in this case, it's just basically it burnt some of the the blooms off, depending yeah. on where it was bloom, growing. But it is. Uh, if you uh, if you really want a showy, spectacular plant, that is another pollinator attractor. That that's that's one that's really high on the list. Yeah, well, uh, like I said earlier, or yesterday, I guess it was, when we were talking about this article, uh, we were, I wanted to make uh, Coravine a, a superstar, Texas uh-huh. superstar, because it is so spectacular in the fall. And uh, I was informed that it's cold-sensitive north of here. And we'd like the superstars to be able to uh, withstand the winter. So uh, we never made So we're blessed with an environment uh, that uh, will freeze the top off, but it doesn't root kill it. Yeah. I, I imagine uh, because the ground doesn't freeze... Uh, it it'll it survives. If the ground froze, it'd probably kill it. It definitely survives. <laughs> Up to the point, it it reset. Does it reset itself? I mean, you see it growing along yeah. the fence, long time along the fence. Uh, yeah, and, and I know, spreading I know, along the fence. It's, it really sp- spreads by roots. Yeah, uh, but I, I I think there is a receding uh, in there too. Okay, could be. 
All right, we're going to begin to wrap up for today. It's, again, a pretty day now that the sun has come out here at Millburger, so I encourage you to come on out, too, and uh, visit with them and uh, take advantage of some of the sale items or just to get some uh, great things to decorate for Thanksgiving, Uh, some great plans to brighten up your home. We'll say goodbye for today. Thanks to Alan Berry for doing a great job back at the station. Of course, thanks to you for listening. I'm Milton Glick. See you next week on 930 AM, The Answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.